announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Ciao ragazzi, benvenuti another episode of City A Sit Down. No Frank Cravello in the house, and I am not solo, so don't worry, don't worry. First off, big congratulations to our cousins in Inter for making it to the finals of the Champions League. Best of luck against Man City, a team that looks very impressive. Uh, but enough of that. Let's uh, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about two teams in particular today. I want to talk about Juventus and Roma. Uh, first, I'm gonna bring on Steve from Chiesa de Totti. Uh, get him on here boom there he is steve welcome how's it going richard thanks for having me on yeah it's awesome man things are going well how are you doing well a big big match tomorrow so for from a roma perspective it's pretty much the season on the line in in many ways if you're thinking about champions league uh, football next season so um i guess nervously excited with roma heading into that one with, with the lead yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I I envy you guys because uh, we're not in this anymore, right? But uh, yeah, one nothing lead is uh, it's great to have lead going uh, going to the second leg, and then uh, I mean the way you guys have been playing in Europe this season, uh, anything is possible. And you know, we're hoping to see. I'm hoping to see two Italian teams in the finals, but uh, uh, I'm sure you just want to get to the finals. That's the only you know the only goal there. So yeah, getting to the final will be nice. First and foremost, I think there's a great storyline either way with either two Italian teams in the final or that Monchi kind of uh, revenge factor if they play Sevilla. So uh, I, I'd be obviously excited just to get to a final, but I think either one will present a different uh, angle that could be played up in, in, in the lead up. All right. Before I bring on my next guest um, to, to join the conversation, tell us a little bit about Chiesa de Totti and tell us about uh, what you got going on. Yeah. So Chiesa de Totti is a, a Roma website. I'm, I've been with the site probably, it's gotta be like five or six seasons now we write we have a podcast called across the romaverse um you know we've got three other guys brent who's the editor does a lot of the writing jimmy and um brandon and we have one guy uh joins to do some guest pieces here and there and it's we've got all the match coverage um some longer form stuff uh end of the season's coming up we'll have like player reviews and things like that um and then i also do another podcast with a couple of buddies called kicks and picks which covers more of the betting angle of setia and the premier league which we've been doing for about a year and a half now we're, we're trying to build up so been busy. My wife's not always happy about me doing two podcasts and, and writing, but uh, I enjoy it, and that's that's why I do it. And uh, it's great to be on. I listen to you guys all the time, and uh, you guys have a great show here too. Cheers, and I, I can feel the sentiment about the wife. Of the, I got two podcasts as well, and she does not <laughs> like that. So, uh, <laughs> all right, uh, with further ado, we're going to bring on our guest uh, from the Juventus side of things, uh, Alberto from the All Juve cast. Benvenuti. Uh, hey, thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm already I've been nervous about this one for a while. So and it's mainly because who knows what Juventus we're gonna see? Who really knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, I was telling Stephen that same thing goes with you. I envy you guys at the moment because you're still in the tournament. We are uh, at home watching uh, as of, from the Milan side of things. But uh, yeah, Alberto, how you been? How, how things been? What what you been up to? Been good, been good. Just uh, grinding. I had to chuckle at uh, the same thing, the same sentiments with the wife and whatnot, because uh, the AJC is very, very busy. We do our uh, pre-match shows, post-match shows. I've been doing live watch-alongs too for as many, so it's uh, extremely, extremely busy. But uh, I love it, having a great time, and the team that I've uh, built. I'm very fortunate to have such a great cast uh, with me, and uh, yeah, we're having fun. 
Yeah, yeah, and no, absolutely. Uh, we've actually had a couple members of your of your your group uh, through the years, so uh, yeah, it's, uh, glad to have you on here. And both of you gentlemen have helped us in the past with the fan cam, so thank you uh, for that as well. Um, let's not sugarcoat things today. You know, I got we want to talk about Juventus and Roma. Both your clubs are in the semifinals of the of the Europa League. Um, one little bit better advantage than the other, but you're both in, in very good positions. Uh, talk a little bit about that, and then maybe talk about the uh, top four and and what you think is going to happen with your clubs. Um, you know, we already know one team, as I already mentioned in the, the kickoff here. Inter is into the finals of the Champions League. Big congratulations to them. Uh, tall task ahead of them against Manchester City, but anything happens in a one game, right? Uh, and we, we, you know, maybe maybe not. Maybe we're not so happy about that, but you know, big congratulations uh, for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Uh, but your two teams, right? Let's uh, we'll start with Roma. Roma got the one nothing advantage here uh, over Leverkusen. Um, fantastic run. You obviously last year with the Conference League uh, win, a beautiful run last year, and then this year, kind of continuing off in the next step of the process. Uh, your team is in the league has been up and down, right? But in in terms of Europe, Jose has really got this team humming, playing defense now, now scoring timely goals. Beautiful one goal lead with a uh, thanks to Bova in the in the first game. Uh, thoughts on how you thought the first leg went? Was it to your expectations? Uh, what are your thoughts going to the second leg? Yeah, when when Roma plays at home in these these two legged affairs, I've seen under Mourinho now. I, I think they've played this is their seventh one between the Conference League and the Europa League. When they start at home, the trend seems to be get that close win, win one nothing. Maybe you could get two if you if you, they play really well because we know Roma doesn't score a lot of a lot of goals with the way Mourinho sets them up, um, and then kind of just hold it to a draw or, or he got another close win on the road. And, and when it's reversed, if they're on the road first, he just tries to keep it close, maybe a draw, maybe lose one, nothing and then get the job done at the Olympico. And that's kind of been the, the formula so far. Yeah. So when they had the first leg at home, I expected the Roma to be the more defensive side, just the way that Mourinho sets them up. Don't, don't concede much and then try to hit them. And, and they did hit him with the Bove goal. Uh, would have loved a second goal, of course, because I think with a two goal lead, they would have been in really good shape with the way they're set up. Um, but it was pretty much expectation did not concede a whole lot to Leverkusen. I, I, I know they had, I think Patricia had make one or two saves. Um, but the Mourinho effect is, is, is there. I mean, I know the league form has been up and down, but you could just see from a mentality standpoint. I mean, we've even seen it against Juve in the last couple of years. They just approach these matches differently than they did in the past. And, um, I think, you know, he's, he's been great in Europe for so long in his career for a reason as a manager. And, He's just showing it. He's still got it, right? I know there's a lot of people that question yeah. when Roma, like this is his last chance. And the league form has been up and down. And, and I think this has been a different challenge for him with kind of his player group that he has versus what he's had at Inter and at Real Madrid and Chelsea. Yeah. Um, but he's getting the most out of these players. And from a mentality standpoint, I couldn't be happier of what he's done to many of these players in terms of making more mentally tough and prepared for these matches. Yeah, and, you know, you know, last week we had um... – uh, Anthony from the uh, Interworld Wide, and we we're talking about how you know both Pioli and Inzaghi are cup merchants, and two guys who certainly are cup merchants are Allegri and uh, Mourinho. You know, Mourinho just knows how to get the job done in, in Europe, and he's been doing it for a long time, as you said, and he's been he's been really fantastic. And uh, Alberto, your side, you know, yeah, you would probably like to have a lead going into this one, but you you pl- you played against the the kings of Europa League and Sevilla and so it's always going to be difficult against them. I mean, Manchester United found out the hard way that they are they still are a thing. Um, they got the they got the early goal by El Nesri and Nesri, but uh, you know Gatti stepped up, got the goal and, and stoppage time, make a one one. I think it's a decent result. How do you think about how the how the first leg went? I was very surprised at how how much Sevilla sat back 
that actually surprised me the most because I didn't think they were going to be that much leaning towards parking the bus, but they were. And that's kind of what still leaves me sour about the first leg. Obviously it ended up better than what could have been with that late equalizer. If we would have went down there, down one, obviously that would have been really, really bad for a team that again, just doesn't score a lot of goals and you don't know what Juve you're going to get. Are you going to get the one that creates you know, 15, 16 opportunities. Are you going to get the one that can't get an attempt on goal until the 70th minute? Like, yeah. that's the part that is concerning. So the home leg, we wanted an advantage. We really wanted an advantage coming out of it. Coming out equal is good, again, because we were staring down the barrel of a loss and going down at a deficit. But overall, I think they're going to regret that one big time because of how Sevilla played so defensive and we really couldn't take advantage. And Max, Max put all the guys out there. They were all out there. And again, it's just uh, from a chemistry standpoint, this is probably where I criticize Max the most is just, they don't have it still this late in the year. And it doesn't matter who's out there while Vlaovic takes a ton of heat. Milik's not exactly lighting it up. Keen no. isn't exactly lighting it up. And the goal scoring rates, if you make their comparison, whatever, start looking at the strength of opposition and it'll tell a bit more of the story there. But overall, Chiesa looks, you know, like he's still trying to come back and become himself. And Di Maria is hit and miss. He's been hit and miss too. And yeah. he has not been able to put it together. So the frustrations of many Juventini are at the start of the year, Max was giving it to us. About, hey, any team's going to struggle when you don't have Pogba, you don't have Chiesa, you don't have Di Maria. Okay, but these guys are coming back. You've got Di Maria for a long run. You've got uh, Chiesa for a good run, too. And he's had talented players in there. Yelling Jr. can give Kostic a run for his money on that side. But overall, the chemistry and getting Vlaovic to bang some goals in is a big must. And he hasn't been able to do that one way or another. That's what leaves us kind of leaves me nervous anyways and the majority of the fan base because ultimately we knew when we drew Sevilla all this one nil FC stuff is probably going to go out the window and you're going to have to bury some goals to get by them yeah so that's kind of the feeling going into this one is are we going to get enough yeah Uh, it's a very fair question and you know both your teams have a lot of similarities you're both led by superstar Argentine uh you both like to play the one one nil FC as you as you said um you know Steve, going into the second leg, um, obviously you have an advantage, and Mourinho tends to play, and this is me coming from an, an outsider, not someone who supports uh, Roma. He likes to play, obviously, defensive style, right? Park the bus, whatever you want to call it, and hit them on the counterattack. This is what he does. Allegri, Allegri to an effect as well. Um, as, as Alberto stated, Roma creates a lot of opportunities as well, and they leave a lot of things for wanting. You said you, you mentioned how you wanted a second goal in the, in the, in the first leg. Um, do you think it's going to be a very standard Mourinho lineup in the sense that defensively play ball and play on the counterattack and wait for things? Or how do you think it could Leverkusen are a dangerous team? They have some playmakers on their team, yeah. um, and they're very they're managed by a, 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 a used to be a, a world class player, Xabi Alonso. Uh, what do you th- how do you think Mourinho is going to come out in this game? and um, yeah, what do you think the game plan will be? I don't think it'll be park the bus because I think one one nothing is is too close to yeah. to park it early. But I do think it'll be conservative. I think it's going to be defensive, like you said, try to hit on the counter. 
Um, from the project projected formations I'm seeing, it's probably going to be a three, five, one, one. Um, I think they're going to pack the midfield a little bit, especially with small and not ready to start and Cristante playing the middle of the defense. They're going to try to protect him a bit with Matic and probably Bove. And then Pellegrini will probably play even a little deeper than we see him sometimes. Um, and then they're going to try to probably get, um, Spinazzola out on the counterattack on, on, on the wing, um, with, uh, Abraham and when Holden will probably play a little bit higher up in the midfield and, Dybala is probably going to be the option off the bench at this point. I don't think he's got 90 in him. So I think they're going to try to hold that card as long as they need to. And makes sense. maybe if they get a goal and they don't even need another one, then he doesn't even play because I think you have to try to be as conservative as you can with him. Alberto knows from his time at Juve, you want to try to manage him when you, when you have to, but you want him, you know, to, to have his impact, which he's done so many times, including in the, the, the last round against Feyenoord, he got that, that huge goal yeah. to send it to extra time on that great play by Pellegrini. So I do expect conservative approach. The only thing that worries me is if you give up a fluke penalty or you give up a fluke goal early on, the pressure then goes to Roma to find that goal. And they can't fall behind more than a goal in this match where they're down 2-1 on aggregate. Then I think it gets difficult. Yeah. Um, and then you're probably relying on a Dybala coming in in the like halftime or 60th minute to try to bail you out. And then they need somebody else to step up to find that goal. It was Bove in the last match. Uh, he made a really good play. Young young Roman midfielder, so you always love to see that. But um, Abraham's got to do something, I think, in this one, whether it's create for somebody else off the counter. Um, but they, they need someone else to step up. Um, and, and it could be a set piece because Pellegrini delivers great balls and those set pieces too. And they've got the, the two big center backs, Mancini, Niban, who could put a head on it, and Matic and Cristante. And that, that could be their route to a goal. And maybe if they steal one early, then they could, you know, quote unquote, park the bus, I think, for a more extended period of time. Would you agree that uh, Pellegrini and Matic are probably the guy, the key guys for you to controlling that midfield and making sure that Leverkusen's attacking opportunities are limited? I think so. And I think Matic, now that he he hasn't been run into the ground as much as he was early in the season, yeah. he's been really good. Um, you know, when they signed him, I figured like, oh, he's like going on 35 or whatever he is. And maybe how much does he have left in the tank? He's, you know, Mourinho wants him more for the locker room and kind of just play him, you know, kind of spot duty. Then when Haldem got hurt and it kind of changed the whole equation, he's been really, really good. Um, you know, consummate professional, um, great for the young kids. And, and he really can still control that midfield. Yeah, and I think yeah. he will be huge from a, a defensive midfield perspective to try to keep that pressure off Cristante and the, the two center backs who at times, especially Vanis can make those mistakes that can kill Roma sometimes. Um, yeah. And then I think Pellegrini kind of dictate play a little bit, sitting a little deeper, hopefully make those passes out wide to Spinazzola or, or if it's Salik or Zalewski on the wings to try to just open it up and, and take that pressure off. I, I do think that is, um, a, a good assessment that those midfielders would be very important to try to just keep, keep the defense from, uh, you know, being dug in too deep where Leverkusen just has probably like last match, 60, 65% possession. And you don't want to just have it be an onslaught where you're relying on Rui to make saves because age has started to catch up with him as well. Yeah. And Alberto, I don't think you guys are in a position to play defensively too much because obviously it's a one, one game. It's you're, you're, you don't have a lead here. Um, Sevilla will know that you're not as good offensively. Well, they'll let you have the possession and try to create opportunities like the first leg. Um, how do you expect Max to come out in this one? Do you expect him to do his uh, famous hybrid formation that you love oh so much? He's uh, What's expected is the same 3-5-1-1. Um, the lineup was the latest projected was Chesney and goal, Gatti, Bremer, Danilo, 
Quadrado, Fagioli, Locatelli, Rabio, and Kostic with Di Maria. And actually, Moise Keane was the last name oh. up top. Okay. So that one was a bold, bold pick there. I, I'm still highly doubting that. I would expect Milik. Um, just because if we're going to have Kostic out there, the way he plays that role, like for me, I would, if you're going to play Keane up there, I think you almost have to go with Chiesa or an Illing Jr. off the start, off that left, or you're going to be left with not a lot of dynamic play, to say the least, yeah. right? Milik at least incorporates everybody. He's very active in that top role. And if we're going to leave a striker on an island, so to speak, it's got to be him out of the uh, out of all three of them. Because Keane, you're going to suffer, and Vlaovic, you're going to suffer as well. They just haven't been able to really do as much for the overall buildup, right? Whereas yeah. if you add a guy where all of a sudden you've got Quadrado on one side who's got some 1v1 ability, and then you have another one on the left, either Ealing Jr. or Chiesa, take your pick, now all of a sudden it could open things up for a guy like Keane or even Vlaovic, right? Yeah. But if yeah. you're going to go straight up Kostic, who hugs that flank and all he wants to do is cross it in, then yeah, I think you're limiting yourself if you're going to go that route. But yeah. as far as not concede, yeah, it's crucial for Juve not to concede first in this one. Their record in 20 matches out of the 29 they've conceded, okay, is uh, one win, six draws with the one we just had against Sevilla and the rest were losses. So we cannot concede first absolutely have to go out there and get the first goal the flip side of that is every time Juve concedes for the most part we shut it down and I don't yeah. want to invite that from Sevilla I would rather just keep on the throttle so that's kind of yeah. like this thing where it's pick your poison right I don't want to go right. down but I don't want yeah. them to shut it down on one it's not going to be enough right especially no. playing there so first goal is going to be crucial and they just can't let up so, and that's the big thing with Juve is the question of the mentality because this season it's been safe from Max. It's been very, very defensive based heavily and it's in the numbers. The numbers don't lie. When we concede, we just don't get the job done. So it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a funny thing how, how the game works sometimes. Um, you know, both your clubs, I think, do really well on the road when, especially when all the all the odds are stacked against them. We've seen Juventus, you know, getting the nice win again at Nantes recently, and uh, also Roma in the last round. You know, it seems just like seemingly shut it down when they need to, right? Uh, and doing the job defensively. You know, with Roma, I thought like maybe the central midfielder would be the key key matchup. I think uh, in this one, I think for you guys, Alberto, I want to hear your thoughts. I think you know, obviously, the wing plays would be huge, right? Kostic and, and Cuadrado, maybe Di Maria if he gets onto the wing or whatever. I think. Whoever you have in the middle is going to be the key factor because the ball is going to be coming towards them. Um, obviously, you you favor a Milik or or a Vlahovic type because they're a little bit better in the air. Though Moise Keane is more than more than capable. Um, that seems to be, and obviously Rabiot is continuing on in his fantastic season that he kind of started off around the World Cup. Uh, so he's obviously going to be, be big in the match, but I think the wing plays are going to really be the the momentum swingers for you guys, make or break for you guys. What are your thoughts uh, heading into the game? Absolutely. It's going to be big. I expect Sevilla to, for the most part, do a lot of the same things in terms of when we do get the ball out wide, they're going to double team like they did in uh, Turin and try and stop any 1v1s from going down. It'll be easier for them to do that against Kostic because he doesn't try to win a lot of 1v1s. He's happy to 
gain a step and then cross it in. Right. right. That's why I think that's huge because if we even look back to some of our, uh, latest play here, we're going to have to get these midfields involved up in and around the area. And if we could take advantage and get them to kind of try and overload the flanks to slow us down there, we got to take advantage of that other space. A guy like Di Maria playing in that role just yeah. behind the striker is going to be huge. Paul Pogba was doing a fantastic job until, of course, he gets injured again. And uh, I really feel bad for him. I really, really do. But he showed that that's exactly the kind of play we were missing from that spot. It's not a knock on Di Maria, but Di Maria is a winger. He's an out and out winger all day, every day and twice on Sunday. He's going to be crucial tomorrow because of the role he's playing. And we like to pass around the perimeter, get up those flanks, but if they shut it down and overload, it's going to have to come through the middle. So his interpretation is going to be big. And then Rabio and Fajoli are going to have to be very, very strong and very involved in the area. Yeah, no, I agree about that. Um, as a taking my Milan perspective out of this, right? As an unbiased Serie A fan, I personally would love to see both Serie A clubs make it to the finals in this one. It's a difficult game for both of you guys, right? Um, for each of you, thoughts on one, your chances of moving on to the finals, and two, would you rather see an, uh, an Italian team in the final, or or do you not care at this point? You just want to get to the finals. Steve, I'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, you want to get to the final. I, I think there's a great storyline either way because if you have two Serie A sides in the final, that that's always great. And yeah. for from a Roma perspective, Juve's always the club that gives us fits because they've always just been better. You know, even in the past decade when Roma's been really good under Spalletti, they had a historic season from their perspective. They still lost the Scudetto by, I think it was four points yeah. uh, about six or seven years ago. Um, they finally beat Juve this season, right, in a match that wasn't like a throwaway at the end of the season with the Mancini goal. Um, a leg reverse Mourinho would be interesting. Uh, might not be so exciting for the neutral <laughs> perspective because, Too as much. my buddy Nick likes to uh, call it, he calls it like terrorist ball against terrorist balls, like Al-Qaeda versus like uh, Hamas <laughs> or something. Like that's the way he describes it. Um, but then on the other side, for for from a Rome perspective, it's it's Monchi's there with Sevilla, and he you know he destroyed yeah. Roma for a couple seasons, kind of gutted the squad, and and there's still a lot of ill will toward him, and I'm sure a lot of Romanisti would love to to beat Sevilla just to kind of stick it back at him too. So for me, I just want to get to the final. Whoever we play, there's going to be obviously it's a final, so there's motivation, but there's also that added storyline for for us at Kids of Detalti. I think either way to to cover it from, and in terms of reaching the final, you asked, I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic with the one nothing lead knowing That's the way fair. Mourinho manages um these matchups I, I i trust in Mourinho i know some still are some are starting to tire of him and his his methods but if he can deliver another trophy to rome after we hadn't brought a trophy home since i think it was yeah. the 2009 or 2010 copa italia then i'll, I'll take it i mean I, I tell people i started following the club in the mid 2000s they won a couple copas they won a super copa um, I kind of got baited into thinking Roma was a club that could win things. And now they finally have done that again. So yeah. if, if he can do it again, I'm hoping he's back for next season too. Yeah, Alberto's team took all the trophies since then, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, before I get to Alberto, uh, the Sevilla aura, right? Would you, feel, would you feel extra worried because of who they are in Europa League to face them in the final potentially if it wasn't Juventus? I think... With Mourinho in charge, no. Also, I know Sevilla in the league hasn't been great in La Liga this season. They have turned it on. Look, they they eliminated Man U, I think, right in the previous round, yeah. and and they they are a tough out. Um, 
but I, I do think they're beatable. I don't know if they're as good as the Sevilla sides that won those Europa leagues. I think they've won what, like three in a row, in la- three, three in a row, row or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. So they do have that aura, but look at, you know, going back to, you know, you look at today, Real Madrid has that aura too. And not that Roma is city in, in any way, mm-hmm. but it, the aura only goes so far sometimes if the squad isn't up to the standard of those past squads. Yeah. Yeah. Alberto, same questions to you. Thoughts on uh, your chance of going to the finals and then, whether would you want an all Italian fighter or, or to play, you know, Leverkusen or something like that? I think it's cool because of the history, right? I mean, yeah, yeah it, like with Leverkusen, there would be really no connection there, right? But with Roma, obviously, it would just add that extra to it. Uh, Mourinho against Max, especially how the last uh, result ended and whatnot. Yeah. Like, I'd be curious to see if one of them just kind of gets out of their shell a little bit more for that final. So, yeah, yeah I'm kind of hoping that's the case. I would rather, I would rather that too. And I think even from – if I'm looking at Juventus – this team, this mentality and whatnot, and how we've been so up and down and consistent, I would rather them face somebody that they're familiar with um, in that final to feel better about it than just go up against uh, Leverkusen and whatnot. Um, as far as Sevilla goes, yeah, there's some concern there. But for me, this whole season, the concern has mostly been just within ourselves and Juventus. What Juventus are you going to get? Like I said at the start, uh, I think if you know we come out with the right mentality, you know, we don't, because that's what you can get. You can get a Juventus that is fully engaged from the outset, locked in, focused, razor sharp, or you get the Juve that falls flat on their face and looks like it's their first day as a team together, right? So it's going to be us, and we're usually our worst enemy. Hopefully that's not the case tomorrow, and we can get the job done. It will be extremely difficult, though. I think it's going to be a tough, tough, and very, very tight game. I don't see many goals tomorrow. No, I, I think in either leg, you're, you're not going to see many goals. Uh, so it's going to be uh, certainly a chess match for both. And, you know, if you have, if you do, if it is Max against Mourinho in the finals, uh, that is going to be a chess match. And that'll be just a game to watch in itself between the two managers who comes out of their shell. You, you figure a, a Mourinho is going to play to the crowd as he always does. Uh, but again, it, it's a big final. Anything can happen. Um, and it's interesting because. Yes, it's the familiarity between the two teams, right? City, yeah, right? But I think what you know you have to keep in mind too is Roma all of a sudden a thing in Europe, right? They did they, they marched and won the title last year in the Conference League, and they're marching through again this year. They got a spine all of a sudden in Europa League, and it's it, it, Alberto has got to give you another cause for concern because it's just not a Roma team or another Serie A team. It's a team that can do it in Europe and has done it. Um, does that give you any kind of concern knowing that they've been there and kind of done that, even though despite it's a conference league? Man, when we're talking about Juve, we've essentially got two finals now, okay? And we know Juve's record in finals. So, yeah, I'm concerned, <laughs> like, just period, okay? It's, this has turned into two finals for Juventus. We know our records in finals. Um, yeah, I mean, the concern's going to be there, whoever. I mean, all the teams that have made it this far have made it there for a reason. It's going to be difficult no matter who you get. Um, you know, just speaking from preference, the preference would be Roma just looking not, you know, to downplay any of the teams on that side or downplay Roma. It's more for us and just where I see our team, where I see our players, that familiarity, I think will help them be at ease in a final, which they need big time because the mentality is still the one thing that has kind of let us down over the past three years, mm-hmm. which is natural when you have so many changes at the club. And when you add in 
all the outside factors. This team is waiting for another point penalty on Monday, yeah. May 22nd. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they know how crucial this tournament has become. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. And that's why I say if we get by Sevilla, I would rather this team play someone they're at least familiar with and accustomed to uh, just yeah. from looking at everything and taking everything into account. That's all. Yeah. But yeah, it's it, there's a lot going on at UV, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even gonna get to the outside stuff. Let's keep it yeah. on the field for now. Um, you know, you mentioned mentality, Steve. The mentality at Roma has changed in Europe uh in, over the last two yeah. seasons. I think no matter what the result is, you know, tomorrow, whether you make this finals or win it or whatever, if you guys are able to get into Champions League next year, make a top four or win the tournament, whatever, do you feel this all of a sudden makes Roma a an underdog or not an underdog, but a, a sleeping, uh, someone you, someone you just can't overlook because of what they've done over the last two seasons in Europe. Do you think that makes them all of a sudden a, a contender in champions league, despite, you know, no one really going to give them a chance the next year. So I don't know if they'd be a contender, but maybe a, a sleeper, like you said, to maybe make a little noise. I think yeah. if Mourinho's in charge, especially if he's still around, That's the key, I know there's right? always rumors linking him away. But one thing I will, I will say, and, and I've, I've said for a while, um, even before this run into the semifinals is as much as Roma can be criticized for a lot of things over the past five, six years, one thing they can't be criticized for is their performance in Europe. They've kind of been the standard bearer for um, Serie A in in recent seasons with the run to the semis after they beat Barcelona. Um, They had a a Europa League semifinal with Fonseca. They ended up getting destroyed by United, but that's where the mentality change has kind of shifted. Now, when you get into the late rounds, Mourinho doesn't let those, those thumpings happen, right? They happen against Liverpool. Uh, Di Francesco was out of his element approach the match all wrong front uh, Fonseca approach uh, United all wrong. And here they are in another semifinal after winning the conference league. So I think from that perspective, these players, especially a lot of them that have been the core for the past three or four or five years, the, the Pellegrinis, the Mancinis, and these guys now have that kind of in a way winning mentality. If they can get this trophy as well. Um, I do think it would take some reinforcements if they're able to get into the champions league for next year, because Mourinho has said it time and time again, that this roster is not built to play on two fronts. He's kind of had to make Mm -hmm. that decision and not intentionally. It's kind of just played into with how results have gone recently in the league that now Europe league has to be the focus because that is the likely path to the champions league next season. Um, But you see like over the past few weeks, they've, they had this stretch where it was, we, I was very excited for it because like, this is going to make or break the Serie A season. It was Atalanta, Milan, um, Monza was stuck in there in the midweek and then it was Inter. And then it's like, okay, if we could take, I don't know, say five points out of those three matches against the teams we're directly competing for. Our top four hopes are pretty good. And then you saw Dybala got injured, Smalling got yep. injured, Manhalem got injured again, and then El Sharari even got injured. And it's like, there, there's nobody left, right? And against Bologna, you saw it was a couple Primavera kids and a lot of rotation, and and it was all eyes were on this match today. And um, good news is that some of those players are back, um, but they're going to need more of those type of players that can break games. I think if they're going to make real noise in the champions league next year, if they get there. hundred percent, hundred percent. Kambi Lasso inter fan, who's still, you know, happy about the results from his team going to the finals. He asked, uh, give us your respective players. We already, we already talked about this, so, you know, rewatch this and take get Alberto and Steve's take, uh, you know, to sum up my, at least for my, my, my two cents was, I said, uh, Matic and um, uh, Pellegrini for, for Roma. And then, you know, Kostic and Cuadrado and maybe Di Maria also for Juventus. Uh, Oli Oxenfree says, uh, if Roma or Juve win the ch- in the Europa League but drop out of the top four, does that mean Italy gets five U.S. Hill spots next season? 
Yes, I believe so. That's that's the case. Uh, if they're out of the top four and they win the, win the Europa League, yes. But uh, potentially both make the top four, uh, which is a nice segue uh, to talk about the top four now. My team, uh, Milan, are out of Champions League, and they might be out of I, – I think they're out of the top four, uh, honestly, uh, for this season. But uh, both your clubs, obviously Juventus, are firmly in the top four at the moment, right, uh, notwithstanding the uh, May 22nd uh, decision. And then Roma are also – uh, similar to Milan, where they their, their focus was in Europe and kind of letting the, the league play slip at the, at the moment. Uh, obviously, you guys drew Bologna 0-0 this past weekend. Um, I'll start with first with Roma, with Steve. Uh, thoughts on the top four, notwithstanding Europa League, right? Just talking about the top four this season. Do you think you can get into that top four, uh, in the top four places this year? Or do you feel it's, it's a bridge too far to cross with uh, some of the recent results that you guys have had? Yeah, I think referencing I referenced some of those matches uh, in the last answer. I think it's a bridge too far at this point, especially after dropping two points to Bologna this weekend. It's now I think five consecutive matches dropping points in the league. They lost at Atalanta. Then they I thought we had you guys beat in that that late goal from Abraham, and then it was um, I forget who got the, the tying goal for you guys, but it was like literally the last yeah. minute at the Olympico, and that yeah. that one really hurt because I think if Roma had won that one, the the hope would still be there a little bit. And maybe the Monza match goes a little differently. That was another draw. Inter beat them. Um, you know, so what, once all that unraveled, I think now to bridge too far. There's three matches left in the season. There's six behind Lazio, who's who's fourth. Even if Juve gets a deduction again, they're 10 behind Juve at this point. I, I don't see a, a route in. I think Mourinho sees it the same way, which is why Bologna was so heavily rotated that match. And I think if Roma wins tomorrow or gets through with the draw, whatever it may be, I think you even see him rotate a lot for the the next couple Serie A matches just to keep those key players healthy for a, a final on the 31st in Budapest because you're not going to want to risk guys on Monday against Salernitana if you're in a final or even Fiorentina after that, I, I believe it is. So I expect him to play it very um, cautiously in the league if Roma gets to the final because he knows it's a lot more likely to hold a lead against Leverkusen and then win a one-off against Juve or Sevilla than it is to come back from six down um, especially with Lazio's very weak schedule in those last three matches. Yeah, uh, that, that, those are excellent points there. And uh, moving over to Juventus, Alberto, I, I think it's safe to say that Juventus are firmly in a Champions League spot at the moment. Um, do you? Two questions, I guess. One, do you feel that your play will continue? You know, despite these these long pushes into you know possibly a final in Europa League, and then uh, do you think that Juve's performance in the league will continue as is? And then two. We don't know what, what can happen on May 22nd. What are your thoughts with that in terms of possible outcomes from, from those uh, those investi- investigations? We got uh, – so obviously we got uh, Sevilla tomorrow, and then on Monday when we get that decision, we have to play Empoli as well. So it's Empoli, Milan, Udinese for Juve to finish up. I'm hearing that it's anywhere from 9 to potentially 12 points. Oof. And – those points change everything drastically because if it's nine points, there is an outside shot to get in to a top four spot. If it's 12, I think it's done and dusted to get into the top four. Um, so that, that three points would be uh, an actual massive swing. If I'm looking at the table and looking at Juventus, um, cause yeah, cause sudden, 12 at 57 puts you in uh, eighth, eighth, behind atalanta and whatnot so it's it's tough right nine 
puts you just ahead of Roma in that sixth spot. And still, uh, with the three games remaining, I do feel confident in the three games remaining. Empoli, even Milan, who seem they seem to struggle right now. Um, so feeling okay there. And then Udinese could be anything can happen there. But I, I, I like our chances in the final three. But the then you start thinking about, again, that outside factor. What does that do to a team that's battled so much this year? Right down at the wire, you take another hit. And it puts you out of where you just dug yourself out of this hole. That could make the three games absolutely chaotic. And it could make <laughs> yeah. them crumble. I could easily see it going that way too. So it's yeah. really, really tough. And I've actually just said the entire time, like it's crazy how it unfolded. It's crazy that it happened so quickly and they just quickly threw out a punishment that that alters everything for a team. Yeah. yeah. So if you were to come out and say you defended yourself, say you won, you, the damage was done. The damage was done and it actually did affect that season. And it didn't just affect Juventus. It affects all the teams that are table watching and it throws everything off. And managers have even said, I believe Mourinho even spoke about it and whatnot. And I know Gasparini did. And it's, it, it's kind of crazy and it does kind of affect that uh, credibility standpoint. But what happens May 22nd is huge for uh, Juventus. If they can get the job done tomorrow though, Hopefully that's enough to be that driving force down to the end. Right. But yeah. uh, 12 points would be a massive kick in the junk. I, I, I'm kind of with uh, Alessandro Del Piero when he said, like, you know, do the point deduction after the season. You do it in the season, up and down, up and down. It just makes everyone's life miserable because yeah. you don't know what the hell to expect. Steve, you know, uh, we were just talking about how our, both of our clubs are probably out of this. But, you know, 9 to 12 points, say it is 12 yeah. points. All of a sudden Milan are in the top four and Roma are two points away. Oh, by the way, someone put in the chat, Milan against Juve, penultimate game. Roma's sitting pretty all of a sudden, and yeah, you know, they get the results. It, it could change. So those two teams draw, and Roma went out. They're in the top four. So, yeah, this 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 May 22nd is a huge for City, uh, for, huge for, for Juventus. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. I mean, again. Welcome think, to Italy. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> for sure. Always drama. Always drama, right? Uh, and bunga bunga parties with uh, Silvio Berlusconi. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's you know that's the chat for today. We're gonna focus more on the city uh, next week when Frank is back. Frank is away. I forgot to mention this. Frank is away on a on a holiday. A holiday. He's working. He's working. He's actually at a game tonight. So much for working, right? Uh, but gentlemen, um, before I let you go, we got a couple minutes here. You guys have never done who won couch or Twitter. You want to do that before we get out of here? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right. This will be this will be quick. I don't think there's that many. So uh, let me crank up the music here before we go. Uh, there it is. All right. So starting things off, we'll go with um, Francesco Calcio says, this is from the uh, Inter Milan game. Uh, second leg, who invited Romagnoli? That looks like <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right. Moving on. Apex nominates the next one. That's Nima Tavali says, uh, why die on the Galliardini Hill? Why risk it? Like, are you bored, Simone? Things going too well? Need some excitement? For fuck's sake. <laughs> Nima and his rants. Uh, uh, right on. Next, moving on. Uh, so, big show with the, uh, yeah, big show with a picture of Inter and Champions League, and says, "How do I submit this?" Anyway, Inter looking at the prize this year, apparently. Yeah. Oh, it's with something with him. Um, uh, moving on, Martin V. It's uh, 
You're looking at me? You're looking at me? Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, Steph says, uh, Jerry, when Maldini asked for a summer transfer budget for $5 million. You want to talk about this old school bullshit about the rules? Well, here's a rule you might remember. I'm the motherfucking fucking one who calls the shots. That's Jerry Carnell for you. Uh, turn away, Alberto. Uh, Art Morelli says, uh, special delivery. Thank you, Alex. And it's Del Piero in a Napoli shirt. Uh, no, no, no. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Uh, more misery against Milan. Martin V says Milan trying to run the uh, Champions League in eight three. Like <laughs> not so much Benzema. Not so oh, much Benzema. Man. Uh, Martin V is on on a tear. Martin V is on a tear. He is okay. He says Pioli after the match when he goes to meet the fans. Just <laughs> chilling or whatever with his cappuccino probably. It's like, ah, no care in the world. <laughs> and then the last one, uh, again, Milan. Uh, this is from uh, Gio Benacer. It's a Messias Jr. compilation. Hey, we got K-Rounds. Blocks with 30. Run up on me. I'm going to do you dirty. Hey, we got K-Rounds. Oh, freaking Messias. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, you're the guest. You get to decide who the winner is. Uh, who do you got? Alberto, I'll start with you. <sighs> Maybe one of uh, Martin V's, either the Pioli stand in there or the McKinney one. It was pretty funny. All right, the McKinney one. All right. And uh, Steve, what you got? I think if I have to go between those two, I'll go with the Pioli one. Okay. All right. Sounds good to me. That's the decider effect of Martin V with a uh, majority of the nominations today gets the winner with uh, Pioli after the match as he <laughs> goes to meets the fans and doesn't care at, doesn't care at all. So, uh all right, gentlemen, thank you for that. Uh, before we get on out, here's your chance to uh, plug your shows, uh, Steve, since you had the last say. Previously, you want to go first and tell us where you, we can find you and uh, tell us more about uh, Chiesa de Totti for those who didn't hear earlier. Yeah, so my Twitter handle's there on the screen. It's Chavillo, CDT. Um, I write for ChiesaDeTotti.com. Our podcast is Across Thermoverse, which is on all of the major platforms. And then I also do the Kicks Picks podcast, which is uh, we have a, a Twitter, which is Kicks Picks Pod. Um, and that podcast is also on all the uh, the big platforms. We just finished recording, actually, right before this one, looking ahead to the weekend. Beautiful, beautiful. Alberto, how about you? Where can people find you and all you cast? Find us on Twitter. It's just uh, the underscore AJC. It was, of course, formerly all cast, but on YouTube, still all cast, and that's where you get all the uh, match day stuff and a uh, ton of content. And Twitter and Instagram is more just for the news, and then TikTok's just for fun, but it's all the AJC. And, uh, yeah, we're having a ton of fun. Got a great team there. And, uh, yeah, reach out, follow, subscribe, support. Definitely follow both of you, uh, both your guys. Uh, and your teams, uh, great stuff you guys put out there. Love to love to watch you guys from a distance. So I'm glad to have you guys on too to pop those cherries uh, for us more than more than anything else. Best of luck tomorrow to both of you. I uh, hope you guys make Thank it to the finals. And uh, yeah, best of luck in the top four with top four race. The crazy season that is. You can find me at at r underscore k h a r m a n. You can follow Frank at ftc underscore twenty one. More importantly, follow City House Sit Down on Twitter, all social media, YouTube. Uh, definitely subscribe, like, and leave a comment. So it'd be much appreciated uh, for our guests, for Frank and for for Alberto, Steve, and uh, for the for the chat. Thank you for coming out again tonight. Uh, love you guys again, and uh, we'll catch you soon. Ciao. <laughs>